Hello, everybody. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> it's afternoon. Ha ha. Half past six here. I'd count that as evening. Oh, God, we don't need to go into this evening. Yeah, we don't need to. We've had an argument about this before, haven't we? It's less of an argument. It was just me being right and you being wrong. But yeah, sure. Um, anyway, welcome to I'm Good Actually, the podcast where we bicker like an old married couple. <laughs> <laughs> we do. And it's our final episode of the series. It is. This is all you're getting from us for... A su- substantial amount of time. Yes, it is going to be a substantial amount of time this break, isn't it? Because you are a busy little bee this summer. Yeah, festival season is about to kick off. So I will be living in a field covered mm. in days old glitter and yeah. other people's spilt cider for the next few months. <laughs> yeah. So basically, when we said we were having a break before and then it was only a month long because we couldn't keep our mouth shut, this time it is actually going to be for a decent amount of time because there's a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. I We, I, we just won't have the time, especially with the edit and everything else. Like that takes no. a full day, really. It's like a full day yeah. just to get an episode out and I won't have a full day. But we no. might pop up occasionally in your feeds with some little bonus episodes to keep you all updated and we will definitely still be posting content to patreon so yeah if you haven't already and most of you haven't (laughs) please subscribe to our patreon (laughs) if you haven't already and that is all of you (laughs) apart from ella ella we love you yeah we love ella um yeah so yeah this is it so bye (laughs) uh any goss what's the goss of the week for you i've got a date on monday Girl or boy? Boy. Okay, I haven't got to be like mad jealous then. Tell me about him. Um, Hinge. Oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, he is Australian. Oh, good day. So you're going <laughs> to let him go down under? <laughs> hey, no, I meant to not be doing that, remember? Oh, yeah, okay. Fine. Okay. Um, yeah, he's Australian, 42. Oh. He is a chef. Oh, stunning. Quite a fancy restaurant as well. And I've seen a couple of things he cooks and I'm like, fuck yes, this is great. Yeah. This is all very adult. I know, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Genuinely, like, oh, I was about to say something then and the way I was going to word it was going to be awful. I was going to be like, genuinely. I prefer it when you just say it. (laughs) No, I was going to be like, genuinely, can you try and not fuck him so we can see what happens? Like, and that made it sound like I was like, I know it's really hard for you. <laughs> it is hard. Can you actually not, though? And we can test it because he sounds like you might be an adult. Oh, I can try. I'm not making any promises because nah, it's fine. it is a bank holiday weekend and bad things happen <laughs> so, on bank holidays. Is it holiday this weekend? Yeah, it's May Day on Monday and then the week after it's the coronation. Shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's very exciting. Yeah, we'll see. He's got some tattoos. He's got a septum piercing, so he's got a little bit of an edge to him. So, do you know what I think we should do? I think we're going to have gossip over the summer. Yeah. And I was just thinking how annoying that we haven't got an episode next week to find out about this date. <laughs> so I genuinely think when we can, we should just like do these catch ups, like 10, 15 minute catch ups, and that, that's what will go on our Patreon. Yeah, good plan. Because, I mean, we don't have to edit that either. Anyone that's going to do it, you'll have to deal with the fact that it's not going to be edited and it will just be us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that would be easy Which is well. a bonus. 
yeah well there you yeah. go you can you find out how the date went by subscribing to our patreon yeah basically i want to know how your date went and i'm sure everybody else does too i mean i will tell you even though we're not recording <laughs> as soon as i said that i was like as if she's just not going to talk to me after this podcast <laughs> i'll have to subscribe to the patreon too to find out <laughs> Any updates on your work crush? So, I I can't remember at what point I told you last week. You'd what was see, the last thing I told you? You'd seen him. He was sat downstairs. You'd paparazzi terrible photo to me. And then you'd gone and stood there, had a vape for five minutes and done nothing to actually try and speak to him and then okay. ran away again. Okay, so obviously he was sitting on the ground floor of our building, so I knew that was where he sat for lunch. So the next day, my friends and I obviously went and sat down there for lunch. I've worked there for nearly eight years, never done that once in my life, did it for the first time yesterday. Um, And we were sitting in a way that I was facing the barriers, so he would have seen me. Um, and my friend Bianca, who was with me that night, was also sitting there, so she could have seen him as well. Because I didn't want to be staring in case yeah, he looked out. Of course. I didn't want to do like that eye contact thing. And then he, she was like, "There he is." So I didn't look, and apparently he did like a, I think he did like a double take. And then I looked up, and he was like looking behind him, but like I just kind of ended up making eye contact with him just as he looked back. Was as I looked at him, so I could I see that he'd like moved his head, but we didn't make eye contact. So I was like, "Oh my god, he's there! He's there!" And he was walking out of the building. It was half past one. Um, <laughs> is that important? So it is important. I will tell okay. you why. Because right. um, it was two o'clock when I saw him sitting downstairs. We've basically worked out that he goes out for lunch at half one. <laughs> so then after I'd finished eating, I went outside to vape just to see if he was knocking about, and he was. He was on the road outside, but he was on the phone um so his wife <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah probably uh so I just came back inside and then the next day I don't think he was there and then I wasn't in on Friday so who knows what will happen next week yeah and again if you want to find out you're gonna have to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> but I've had a I've had a new fringe cut you might not recognize me she has it's very fringy I like it a lot it's very fringy I'm getting my head on tomorrow stunning what you haven't done this is the only appointment this is how in demand my goddamn hairdresser is because she's such a talented bitch this is the only Mm. appointment i could get before the first gigs which aren't until june (laughs) oh god um so i'm just i'm keeping as much like most of the length i'm not going to go as mullety as last time just Mm -hmm. get the ends off um health fit up a bit and then i'm gonna go brighter for summer but I'm going to go like a really cool blonde, like an ashy blonde rather than like a, a bright blonde. So it's like... Cute. Yeah. I'm booked in to have like, like hair overhaul as well on the 5th of June. I'm having like a proper blonde balayage. Yeah. Look at us. I feel like I'm having a midlife crisis. I've got my nose pierced. I've had a fringe cart. Now I'm going like full blonde. Maybe you are. Maybe I am. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, we are the same person. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so any other goss? Goss, goss? No, not really. Went for a delicious... What did you do this weekend? The fuck was that? Someone just fell over somewhere and I don't know what it was. <laughs> Your child. Um, oh, God, not again. Uh, what did I do this weekend? Oh, 
Saturday day, my friend Millie came over with her two kids and Mm -hmm. between her kids and my kids, they absolutely trashed the house and it was very entertaining. The kids were putting on shows for us. Do you remember doing that as a kid? Like, yeah. Although I didn't have parents that would pay attention to it, so I didn't actually do that much. I'd do it to my for myself. In the yeah, fair. yeah. They didn't really. <laughs> when I say show, they just kind of put a costume on. At one point, there one of them was a cow fighting a shark. It it was experimental. I'd say like I could see it at the fringe. Where was that uh, fight happening? In water or on land? We didn't get a backstory. There wasn't even any dialogue. Maybe a shark would still win, even if it was on land. The cat won. Oh, fair play. Yeah. Um, Saturday night, my mum came round and we had a curry night. We made a load of curries. That was delicious. And then Sunday, I went out for a roast with my best mates and my godchildren. And then Fox smashed his finger up on the beach outside the restaurant. And by Sunday, you mean today, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> this just happened. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, say that last bit again because it keeps freezing. Um, Fox mashes a finger up on the beach outside the restaurant just as I was sitting there enjoying a banging espresso martini so oh god is he okay yeah he's just skinned like the top knuckle it's really really not attractive it sounds brutal yeah it's pretty grim but we've ordered some marvel plasters that apparently are going to make him heal quicker because they're superheroes love that of course that's how it works but yeah that's about it nothing exciting haven't done anything naughty for a while so go me oh well done I'm very impressed um, do you want to know what I did? Yeah. I went to Swiftergeddon on Oh, yeah, Friday. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was very good. It was a yeah. religious experience. You know, like the religious experience we had at Self-Esteem? Yeah. It was like a religious experience when All Too Well 10-Minute Version came on and everyone in the fucking club went crazy. Yes, but can I just say, you posted a video of that moment in which you yeah. weren't scream singing. I don't understand how, because I didn't actually listen to it. I, I posted it when I was there on Instagram, so I didn't listen to it back. And I don't understand how you can't hear me scream singing in it because we all were. Everyone was. So I don't yeah, get so it. Because that video, made it looked like you were literally stood like behind the lighting deck with like the technicians, <laughs> like not singing along. It, li- it looked like the video right. so the people who I work with who like work lighting and stuff will post of gigs they're working. <laughs> like... So we, we were literally like just, we were on the barrier behind the lighting deck because it had like yeah. a good view of like the dance floor. So we were standing there, but I promise you, we were all screaming. So I'll, okay, I don't good. know what happened to the audio. I must have just got lucky because it's not a, it's not great when you hear someone like wailing on an Instagram story. Have you seen the video of that woman at the Chainsmokers gig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I did that on Friday. Saturday, I didn't do anything. Oh, I had like a day and night in the flat on my own. Which oh, was dreamy. Just kiss. And I played Animal Crossing back to my covid 2020 comfort zone cute uh, and then this morning i went to watch the marathon oh I yay marathon. and i had a great sign yeah you did have I a good sign it. tell everyone what your sign said the sign said on one side it said is that a gel in your pocket or are you just pleased to see me 
nice. which got me a lot of fantastic eye contact from a lot of fit men. Ooh. And then there were quite a few men that were like, I'm just pleased to see you as they were like running past. And I was like, oh, there was a few of them that were hot as well. It's nice and niche. Like only like if a, a guy running past these like, he's like, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Because some people would be like, yeah. what the fuck do you mean a gel? Like, are you talking 2020, yeah. COVID? Was, like, Part of me did think, is that going to be clear? But then I was like, they're all marathon runners. Yeah. Like, all of them. Like, the, the marathon is the only place that would have worked because they would have all had gels on them. Yeah. Um, and the other side said, my arms are aching, which didn't go down as well. <laughs> there was a lot of people running past me that were like, how do you think my legs are? And I was like, were you ah, like it was just a joke. That's kind of the joke. It, yeah, and it didn't help as well. That every, So every time my arm started aching, I would put that sign up and then, like, rest it on my head. But then there was a lot of times where I was drinking a pint and then I think people running past were just like, you're getting on my fucking nerves. Like, they're slogging their guts out of the marathon and I'm, like, hoovering a pint, going, my arms are aching with a big sign. Um, so it was meant to be funny. A lot of people did find it funny. I find um, it funny. People, I think, were like, can you fuck off? Yeah. Um, but as expected i got super inspired and applied for the marathon again next year like i do every year and then every year i regret it i do it every year and then every year when i don't get in i go thank fuck for that me too there is nothing more nerve-wracking than the day when everyone starts going oh i've just got my marathon email and i'm like oh my god please no please no please no every year the running tops you get sent if you get rejected are good though so it's always a win yeah but they're not worth do you have to pay the full entrance fee no. You don't get them for free. No, but you you don't pay. It's not the full entry fee. You pay like... I was going to say, what, do they basically say you haven't got in, but if you want the top, you can pay like 30 quid or No, something. it's if you pay when you apply. Like you pay oh, the charity. I haven't done that because it's 70 quid this year. Fuck off, is it? Yeah. This, oh, when I, um, yeah, when I looked, it was 69.99 to apply this year. So I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'll, I'll, I'll pay it if I know I've got a ballot place, yeah. but I'm not paying it. Gee, it's normally only like 30 quid, isn't it? Yeah, I know. 69.99 this year. It's a big one. Yeah, because I normally do it. And then, yeah, like I use, I wear the running tops a lot. They are actually really good. Yeah, I've got really two good. too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so 70 quid is insane. A lot. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, surely they can't be charging you 70 quid for a fucking top. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the weekend. What a little vibey vibe. Hooray! So we've got some cool things to... I don't. I literally just put my finger up my nose. Like, oh, that was awful. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was actually touching the inside of my piercing, but it did just look like I was fully picking my nose. Um, we've got some things to discuss. We have. How about we go and discuss them? <laughs> fucking great idea. All right, let's do it. Let's do All this right. shit. Let's do this. Bye. 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 This week, we are going to be discussing online relationships. Yeah. And in the first instance, I think whenever you mention online relationships, everyone automatically thinks you're referring to romantic ones, Mm -hmm. as in pretty much all that we ever speak about is dating apps and meeting people online. But there is more than just that type of online relationship. And some of the best relationships I have in my life, some of the best friendships I have, have stemmed from online relationships. Mm-hmm. Like this one. Yay! We're technically online friends, aren't we? Yeah. So yeah, even though kind of dating is like the main online relationship, I mean, even Bumble's getting in on the act now because they mm-hmm. have options don't they so bumble has the dating option but they also have the bumble best friend option which is basically like a dating app but for friends and you can go on 
and meet new peeps. Yeah. Don't they um, have a work one as well, like a networking one? Yeah, they do. Yeah, but I've never gone on that. Well, no. um, but the Bumble best friend thing is quite good because it's not just – it can be like for a variety of reasons and you can write kind of what you're looking for as in you've moved to a new city and you mm-hmm. want to make friends or you've got a specific hobby and you want to meet other people that have got that hobby or if you just have like a group of friends that have all kind of settled down and you're still single and you want mm. people to go out with. Um, so I like that Bumble have done that. But basically I just wanted to chat to you about the very – different types of online relationships how does that sound Mia that sounds bloody marvelous Morticia do you think should we do it okay I think we should yeah I mean obviously the first one for us to discuss is meeting friends online yeah and this is the perfect way for us to describe how we actually met each other isn't it yeah well our whole friendship group like the entire group of our like core friendship group met on twitter yeah it's mad, isn't it? That yeah. we're all so close now and we literally all met like on Twitter individually. Like a group of best mates with multiple marriages within it, all from Twitter, all from a fucking yeah. 140 characters as it was then. Mental. Crazy. So, I mean, the way that I met you and everybody else is basically I met my friend Gav, who I've spoken about on this podcast a little bit. I initially met him first mm-hmm. and and it was weird because we met up with a view to like just being friends because we were speaking so much on Twitter but whenever I was telling people everyone was like oh so it's a date then yeah one because he was a guy but two also because I think especially back then when Gav and I met it was probably getting on for 10 years ago now like it wasn't yeah. really what you did you didn't really meet up with people online unless you wanted to get like murdered did you? yeah um but yeah so basically through meeting Gav, Gav then I think was friends with all of you lot. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't even I was it wasn't even like a real life thing. It was because I was then talking to Gav loads in real life as opposed to just online. I then kind of got involved in conversations that you all were having on Twitter and that was how I started talking to you all, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. That was my little pathway into Mia's vagina. What was your <laughs> pathway? <laughs> I don't know. Mine's a weird one because I didn't know any Vidi IRL. I don't really know how I first got speaking to all that group at all. Like, I couldn't tell you, but it was years and years. Oh, can you not I... remember the very first instance? No, or who? I can't remember who I was speaking to first. I can't remember any of it. Like, I know that Joe and Tom were like massively there for me through a breakup, like, literally, like, held my hands through all of that on like via Twitter. Yeah. And obviously I've been speaking to Charlie and Flan and everyone for yeah. ages. And I didn't meet any of them in person, even though I would like, we all had each other's phone numbers. Like we'd gone beyond Twitter with, you know, we, I was in like group chats and stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't meet anyone in person until I was with my ex, who was also part of that friendship group. Oh, what? So the first person out of all of us that you met was your ex? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. I thought you'd met some of the others in real life like kind of around the same time no he came down from London to stay with me for like our first date and it wasn't until the first time I came up to London and then it was just like this fucking mad like booking everyone in tour because everyone was like we need to meet you <laughs> I had to go to like 80 different pubs yeah, and meet everyone it? yeah because I remember when we eventually met up in real life Mm-hmm. It was quite a bit after. Yeah, like, like way after. Yeah, because I mean, I was really, I was really on Twitter, like all the time. 
before I was with my ex, but I didn't actually meet you until I was with him because we went to a party together when you was there, didn't we? Yeah, and that I'd already had fo- Fox by that point, so that was like... Oh, my must- God. Yeah, because that was like my first time... That, that was the first time I came up to London after having Fox. I can't believe it. It seems mad now that it took us that long. <laughs> it's weird to me. Do you think they kept us apart very on much... purpose? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so I was basically on Twitter loads when I was single, and then I didn't really go on it as much when I was with my ex. To the point where people would be like, "Why have you left Twitter?" And I'd be like, "I haven't left Twitter. It was just it wasn't even a conscious decision. I just stopped mm. going on it as much." Um, and then when we split up, it was really weird because Twitter was l- literally the place that I like ran back to. And I don't know if it was because every other form of social media I had, my ex was on it. Like I was friends with him on Facebook, friends with him on Instagram. And um, his family and as like, well, not just him. And his... Yeah, and his family and friends. So I felt like I couldn't be very open on there. And I think we followed each other on Twitter, but he never really used it. So I just blocked him. And then I think because I had so many relationships on there, I mean, you know what I was like when we split up on Twitter, Jesus Christ. It was like, <laughs> like now when I think about it, it's quite embarrassing because some of the shit I was writing on there, but it was literally like an, I was treating it like an online diary, if you know what I mean. It amazes me that more people didn't like call the police for like a welfare check yeah. or something on you because it yeah. was it was a lot and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because you needed a space to do it but yeah it was you were not you said everything that came into yeah. your little broken head at that time I don't it's weird isn't it that that was what I picked I still don't understand why now there's there's something about Twitter as well I think because like things like Instagram and Facebook like I think you look at the whole picture more. You look at people's profiles. You it feels more personable, whereas Twitter almost feels anonymous. Like it feels like you put it, you say it there, you send it off into the ether, and then no one will ever see it again. Even yeah, though you can, you can yeah. go on someone's profile, but it just doesn't. It's not really how people use it. Like you're just scrolling, and it's there for a passing second, and then it's gone. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I, I think you're right. And I think the the difference with Twitter is that people write tweets and send them with sometimes not with an intention of getting a reply, if you know what I mean. It is just where you can write thoughts. Yeah. Whereas Instagram stories and Instagram posts are more thought through. And you kind of mm-hmm. post something with the intention of getting attention. attention yeah yeah do you know what I mean whereas a tweet you could literally tweet like oh my god I just had a bag of what's it and it was amazing and if no one replies to it it's not like you delete it because you're like oh no one replies to that you're just like you're just putting your shit out there and I think it was part of that for me but also what I like about Twitter is people can see like they could see me having like an actual nervous breakdown and if people that followed me wanted to reply and help they could mm-hmm but if they didn't want to, if they didn't have the capacity or if they were just like, this bitch has lost her mind, you can, you can just ignore it and it's more acceptable yeah. to do that. Whereas I feel like if I'd written that stuff on Instagram stories, everyone would have felt like obliged. Yeah, I know what you respond. mean. Like I tend to go to Twitter as well. Like, if I'm having a real mental health freak out and I just need mm. to fucking vent, I tend to put that yeah. on Twitter as well. I would never put that, I'd maybe put it on my close friends, but again, only to a certain degree. Like I wouldn't put on my yeah, because I feel like, like it, it really feels like you're atten- not attention seeking, but like you're requesting help on Instagram. Whereas Twitter, yeah. like you said, it's almost like you post it and off it goes into the internet, and you're just like, right, fine, that's done. Sometimes to the point where I would tweet something, and then I would be like, right now I've tweeted it, it's gone, and then people would reply, and I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Oh, no, but like your tweet, because that you just said you were literally thinking of taking an overdose. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm fine now. I had a bath. <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't you have, I just remember you like tweeting all this stuff and what, and you couldn't figure out how to make it like a long chain of tweets. So you were just sending <laughs> yeah. all these tweets out at random. And I think that was the main problem I had with you venting everything. At one point I was like, Mort, yeah. can you reply to the original yeah. fucking tweet so I can read this properly? Thank you. I was like, Mia, I can't even feed myself today. Don't try and tell me how to do a fucking thread on Twitter that is too much for me to handle. <laughs> to be fair, you did then start doing it. You got the you got the hint from me and Gab. Yeah, I remember when me and my ex broke up, I really wished Twitter had, had the close had a close friends function. Obviously it does now. Because mm-hmm. because of both me and having like the Instagram presence that we do slash did Mm. I didn't feel like I could say anything anywhere because the like the trolls and the people who love to read the gossip of my life will search through everything so I had to like keep it fucking sturm I didn't feel like I had any Mm. outlet to be like yeah ah this is shit he's a gun whatever I needed to say yeah and that's a real shame because like I said Jesus Christ as much as it like looking back at my tweets they might oh, were they inappropriate inappropriate. inappropriate it was probably a lot for people to read uh, but oh, I mean, yeah, it was a lot, firm, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah but i don't think it's inappropriate but as someone that had that it makes me really sad that you didn't have that option mm. purely because of people being assholes because mm. it fucking helped me like a lot yeah it was hard it was also difficult because of having a shared friendship group so there was only a few friends that I could really like full vent about it to without like feeling like I'm trying to make people take sides or something even though obviously I wasn't and yeah things have naturally progressed how they've naturally progressed mm-hmm. but yeah I kept there was only a few people that I felt like I could you're one of them obviously um like pure rant at yeah it probably helps that within our friendship group like obviously I know your ex and I actually knew your ex before I knew you yeah. um because he was one of that group and as much as I don't have a problem with him at all like as far as I'm concerned like we're still friends um I've never been that close to him it's not like we were ever like best mates um and that's changed like mm-hmm. I, he's always just been like a guy that I knew that I liked and that's just always been the thing I mean I will I will say before we started recording you did actually tell me that you want to smash <laughs> his face in sometimes so I think saying no problem might be a step <laughs> okay listen there are things that he does that, that are nothing to do with me that I don't agree with and I don't like and as your friend I have a huge problem with them um but you know what I mean don't you it's not like yeah, it's not like we've gone from best mates to being like I'm on Mia's side fuck off like it's just always been this maintained yeah. level of we know each other and we like each other and that's the end you did get those team Mia t-shirts printed yeah, for everyone, and I didn't did, you? I did text everyone and say you need to pick a side and it needs to be Mia's side um but we're just gonna ignore that that's fine <laughs> You leaked those stories to the press, you know, the usual. Uh, have we ever told the story of when we first met IRL? Yeah, a couple of weeks oh, ago. Fine then. Okay. <laughs> One of the experiences that I've had through Twitter, which still blows my mind the most, is that I was invited to my friend Harriet's wedding. That also, you was at as well, Mia. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about that for me is that when my ex and I split up the first time, 
Harriet was, I mean, this is the nicest possible way, like just one of my Twitter followers and I just followed her. We'd never met in real life. And she was actually going mm-hmm. through a breakup at the same time. And because we were both having a hard time, she reached out and we ended up taking real solace in each other going through the same thing. And we got quite close online and then I got back with my ex and she got back with her partner and then Mm -hmm. obviously we still spoke to each other and we'd met up a couple of times while we were in that first breakup phase and then when she ended up getting married to the guy that she got back together with she invited me to her wedding and it was so nice because it was only like when I I went to her wedding it was only the second time I'd met her in real life I hadn't ever met her in real life sorry yeah and I was gonna say you're you had a similar situation with Harriet as well didn't you yeah for me she was co-maid of honor at our best friend's wedding um so we'd been speaking a little bit and like obviously knew her through Rach but yeah we'd never met and she invited me to her wedding I literally the first time I met her was outside her wedding reception and I motivated her (laughs) (laughs) it's just crazy isn't it and it's like I just think it's so nice that we had like that you can build those bonds and those friendships like purely online and then they do actually translate into real life as well it's not like you meet up with people and you think oh my god you're actually a dickhead and I didn't realize like you it was all yeah true yeah I've got like there's so many friends that are like online friends that I've never met in person still but I consider like really good friends like I talk to them all the time they know everything that's going on Mm. and I do them but we just haven't yet had the chance to actually be in the same room and people do find that really difficult to understand it's weird isn't it it's like there's certain people that completely embrace it like us and then there's certain people that are just like what the fuck yeah I wonder what it is I think like our parents generation still see it as this like really high risk activity like you're meeting someone off a craigslist kind of vibes that they don't always realize no I've seen every aspect of their life for the past decade (laughs) like I know who they are I've seen their ups and their downs but yeah I don't know that like, I've got friends like our age who are just like what do you mean you met them online yeah. what do you mean you, you've never met them mm-hmm. like yeah like my friends from back home I think it's different now because obviously like I said it's just kind of the way anyone meets anyone now like relation um like romantic relationships and everything but certainly mm. back when I first met Gav I think I remember saying to them like I'm meeting up with a guy and they were like oh a date and I was like no just like a friend I've been talking to and they're like really it's a bit weird um and they weren't judgy mm. but I think just a few people were a bit like what the fuck that's a thing what yeah Why would you do that? yeah yeah but I mean I'm glad I did because like Gav's now my best friend and obviously I've got like a literally. whole group of you that I know through him and we're all really close like, heart, like literally if it wasn't for Twitter I think everyone I know that like lives in London mm-hmm. is all like an internet friend the only friends I've got that yeah. aren't internet friends are either work or my friends from when I was growing up back home yeah it's crazy. crazy I love it though I fucking love it I know me too and it's almost like when you okay so this was going to be my next question when you first met up with those people how did it feel and were you nervous like you well I was gonna say like you normally are on a first date but you're not nervous on first dates because you're <laughs> absolutely normal uh, but you know what I mean like normal. did it feel like that because every time I met up with someone for the first time because I've got this real issue where I'm, I feel like I put on this persona online and then when people meet me they're gonna be like oh my god she's not really bubbly and funny she's just a fucking idiot <laughs> and I'll be like yeah everyone hates me in real life uh, and I think that translates into friendships as well as dates it's just anyone that meets me for the first time I'm convinced is going to hate me do you have the same first of all stop it second (laughs) of all I don't I don't think I was that 
nervous. Like, I think as well, because I was already with my ex by this point. So mm. there was already like another level of in. Yeah. I don't know. I'd just been speaking to the ball for so long. And so normally it wasn't, I don't think it was nerves. I think it was just like excitement. And within like seconds with absolutely everyone in that group, it was just like, we'd literally been hanging out the whole time we'd been talking. It didn't feel mm. different. And there wasn't one part of you that was like, what about if I walk into the room and after 10 minutes of talking to them, they're going to be like, oh, she's actually a dick. And I thought she was all right. Oh, they knew I was a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, I don't think so. What is it like to have that level of like, like a normal level of confidence? Yeah, but you've got to remember that mine then transfers into the second someone like looks at me funny I like go into a full spiral and try and kill myself because I think everyone hates me I just don't have it on the first meeting (laughs) (laughs) all right okay so yours just manifests itself in other ways actually yeah you're right I think we're exact opposites like that because I'm always really nervous in the first meeting but then if the first meeting goes well I'm like okay well they love me so I haven't ever got to worry about that again (laughs) yeah definite opposites there whereas I'm like first meeting I'm like this will go fine but once they actually get to know me I'll be like ah fuck this I'm screwed Uh, yeah interesting we're so alike in some ways and we're just complete opposites in others aren't we I know it's why we work what do you think we're most alike in being fucking morons Parental trauma's up there, isn't it, with our similarities? Uh, Terrible decision-making. Famously bad luck with men. Yeah. What do you think's our biggest... um, What's the opposite of similarity? Difference. (laughs) Difference. Difference. (laughs) I was going to say unsimilarity. Can you believe that? Unsimilarity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I don't know. I mean, we've established while doing the podcast that we have quite different communication styles. We've accidentally yeah. had a few fallouts over absolutely nothing, but just because one of us has read a text in the wrong way. By one of us, yeah. I mean me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've realised what our biggest similarity is. What? We will always have one more drink and don't give a <laughs> fuck about what it feels like tomorrow. Yeah, we do need to stop doing that. I'm yeah. actually, no, we don't fuck it. We're fine. It's where the good stories come from. <laughs> yeah, that's why we've got a whole <laughs> podcast out of it. <laughs> that is literally how we managed to do that. Okay, so obviously we're talking about online relationships and that does include dating. Romantic so, ones. Yeah, so I didn't know. Obviously, you can choose how much detail, blah, 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 blah. You've mm-hmm. kind of already gone into it. I was going to ask you to explain a bit about how you met your ex with the whole friendship, blah, 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 blah thing. But you've done it. Yeah. So. Well, it, well, I didn't really, because I, I didn't speak to him. He, I was speaking to the rest of the group, and I had never seen this man before in my life, even though he was just as much in with that whole Twitter group. It was really weird. I've never seen him. Oh, what? He wasn't someone that you'd seen on Twitter, like having conversations and you'd just never really spoken to. He was just like a random that popped up. Yeah. It's like I'd never seen him before. And then one of the boys, I think Gav posted a picture of all the boys out for drinks. And I was like, Mm. "Uh, who is that, please? And Mm. Gav was like, that's name. Yeah. 
the X. And I was like, oh. So I just like, I followed him. I think I've been speaking to Gav and Fitz being like, okay. who is this guy? And um, I followed him on Twitter and on Instagram. And then he like immediately followed me back. And I was like, ah, right. They just sat there and had a conversation about me in the pub. Yeah, cool. they've just fully told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he tweeted me saying, where the fuck is Kerno? And... The rest is history. Literal history now, because we're not together anymore. <laughs> yeah. Dead and buried. Ironically, um, that was on April 1st, which um, should have been a sign. What was when he first messaged you? Yeah. Oh, God, that is the absolute world's biggest April fall, isn't it? What it that? <laughs> April fall from the universe. Okay, because what I think is interesting about that and about our friendship group, you mentioned it briefly at the start, a lot of our friendship group um, are not only friends, but they're together now. They're married. married. They're all married. And yeah, I know. So we've got three, yeah. four on... No, three. Well, Gavin and Andy aren't classed as Twitters, are they? Because they didn't meet on Twitter. Um, yeah, so three couples in our friend group all met yeah. on Twitter. And they're all part of our tribe. Yeah. And now they're married. So it's like... And they've got babies. And I miss the days. I miss the days when Twitter was a dating app. I know. Now it's just full of Nazis. Yeah. I know. Literally. <laughs> Literally full of Nazis. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, are there any other notable... Um, relationships you've made because we all know that I have well we don't all know this actually there is a (laughs) how do I word this I don't know a dalliance yeah there was a dalliance with a person Z lister (laughs) a dalliance with a Z lister that I initially met from Twitter. And it kind of makes like celebrities, well, I'll say celebrities again, Z-listers. It makes Z-listers a lot more, okay. Uh, it makes them a lot more accessible, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, um, I guess. Or it did back in the day. Yeah. Because there's like a few kind of famous people that I used to talk to. I used to talk to Rick Edwards a lot um, okay. on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Alex Zane was my first ever Twitter follower. Shut up. I used to fancy the arse of his I know. And he still follows me now. So weird. Uh, and we've spoken. It's not even like he was one of those, you know, like when a celebrity like, accidentally follows you and then like, just yeah. never acknowledges. Yeah. And like, I've actually replied to a few of his tweets and stuff. And he's like fully replied like we're mates. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, saying our friends. He said, um, I think he's married. Oh. Can you set me up? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say as if that matters. Uh, yeah. Let me give it a whirl. Um, are there any celebrities that you um, become friends with? It's weird because I think I don't really see any of them as like celebrities. Okay, well, what other people would class? As I used I used to talk to Kathy Burke a lot on my old Twitter account. Did you? Yeah, that was fun. She was amazing. Oh, cute. Um, and like a lot of people that I know through Twitter and now probably speak to more on Instagram. Everyone's kind of migrated off Twitter. But um, mm. a lot, like a lot of people who've written books or like TV shows now as well, like Jack Rook. Mm-hmm. Um, I know him quite well through the old Gram. Well, from Twitter originally. People like Lauren Bravo. <laughs> the old Gram makes it sound like when you used to do drugs together. <laughs> that too. No, I'm joking. It's <laughs> <laughs> when he sues me for slander. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I know so many people that are like 
writing books and doing pretty well in that mm. world from it it's like Aaron yeah. everyone everybody knows like I see people sharing Aaron's memes constantly yeah. technically Ron yeah like he's like one of the most well-known like British tweeters but like, yeah he's not famous like no one would recognize him in the street do you not think no I suppose I'd probably only recognize him through like Twitter, but not because he's famous, like in the same way that I would have recognized you if you were walking down the street, mm. just someone who was always around like my Twitter feed. Yeah, but yeah, like obviously, I mean. really good friends with Aaron. More, well, yeah, best mates with his wife. He just happens to be there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, weird, isn't it? Our friend, you know, you know, Webbo, Sam Webster. No. Oh, she was a Twitter one back in the day. One of her followers was Barack Obama. What? I know. Absolute insanity. Oh, my God. What's, yeah. like, the funniest celebrity encounter you've had on Twitter? Oh, well, I mean, same as everyone. I was blocked by Alan Sugar, but that's not really that impressive. <laughs> he blocked everyone. <laughs> did you have an interaction with him or did he just block, was you just blocked, like, randomly? No, I think I called him a nonce. Okay, fair. Yeah. A Tory nonce, probably. Th- yeah, fair enough. I think my... I don't know if this is going to get me cancelled. <laughs> trying to toss up if this is going to get me cancelled or not i don't know if it's going to get you cancelled but i would like to put it out here here and now that i don't agree with Morsha's stance on this person so please tell the story do you not no i don't think she did it what don't think she did it okay well let me tell you the story first and then mia and i can debate this um i was (sighs) drunk one night and i don't even know how this started but I ended up inviting Amanda Knox to a pub quiz. <laughs> a Zoom pub quiz. A Zoom pub quiz. Um, and she responded and was super keen. And I was like, what the living fuck is happening right now? And then we exchanged a few messages. And I said something really fucking off key. Yeah, I was, was basically taking the piss and I can't remember. She replied saying something and I, I'm not proud of it because she was being pretty friendly for a murderer. She's and, not a murderer. Mm, and I, that obviously went down like a shit sandwich. And then she private messaged me and called me casually cruel. What um, evidence in the case makes you convinced that she murdered Meredith? There's untold amounts of evidence in that case. Such as? Well, the fact that it wasn't a break-in like it was staged to be. The fact that her bloody footprints were in the bathroom. The fact that how she was acting afterwards was like, you can't tell me that's normal. I don't think anyone can ever say what's normal in that situation. People act fucking weird after trauma. Mm. I think that was the reason the media jumped on it. And that's half the reason she got convicted. But there wasn't enough evidence to convict without... Well, no, which is how she ended up getting away with it. So completely agree that in a court of law... She is mm. innocent, but I believe otherwise. Oh, this has got very serious, isn't it? Are we going to have our first <laughs> proper row about this? Oh, no. No, it's not rowable. I just find it interesting how how convinced a lot of people are over her guilt when there is a lot more doubt in her favour than there is evidence that she did anything. I don't think there is. See, for me, I don't think there is a lot more doubt in her favour. There's I doubt. Mean, DNA-wise, there is. What about the shit in the toilet? That wasn't hers. Whose was that? Rudy's. The guy who it went down no, for was it. it. Yeah, it was it his. It was his. That was how we... I think that was literally how he got put away for so long. Like, how away, stupid like, yeah. do you have to be to take a dump I don't in know. the bathroom that you've just murdered someone and not flush? <laughs> but he maintained that he was just at hers shagging her. And he yeah. was like, yeah, I had every right to be there. And I left... 
the next thing I know, she's fucking dead. Like, that was his story. So I don't think he ever claimed that he wasn't there. I mean, the, we'll never know the real answer because the police my, fucked the whole thing, didn't they? Like, the Italian the police, police are the real criminals yeah. in this one, not the only yeah. ones, obviously, the people that murdered Meredith Kircher. Hideous. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to stop going off piste, I was, I was nasty <laughs> to a potential murderer. Yeah, don't call her a murderer because you can get no. sued. You can say okay, alleged. alleged murderer. I'm not saying she did it. I'm not saying she didn't. I'm saying we will never know. But in the eyes of the law, she is innocent. So I'd like to make that very clear. While we're just on a quick true crime detour, mm-hmm. the John Bonet Ramsey house is up for sale. Stop it. And it's a, so the it, the sellers are the people who bought it off the Ramseys in 2008, I think it was. Let me find the link. Guess how much it's going for. So it's huge. It's a, like, it's a yeah. mansion. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. from like $7 million. Do you think it's because of the connection it's got to that case and it's like a famous house? I don't know. I mean, it's a nice enough house. It's very, it's a bit McMansion-y, obviously, because it's yeah. America and they just don't have any taste. But the cellar has been turned into like a games room. And a wine cellar and stuff. I could not no. step foot down there. I That's what I was going to say. Like, I'm all for like a nice mansion, but I don't know if I would ever be comfortable in a house. Like, obviously, there's probably so many houses where things have happened and you just don't yeah, know about it. But I mean, when you know that much level of detail about that house, I don't know if I would ever be comfortable in it. I think also just the amount of like interest that people and like passers-by mm. people would be like coming to yeah. try and like look at the house and just yeah so our friend recently bought a house and she knows for a fact that I don't know if it was I don't think it was the woman that lived in it before I think it was the woman that lived in it before that was found dead on the landing and it wasn't suspicious I think mm-hmm. she was just an old lady that um had died on the landing but the minute she told me that Every time I went upstairs to go to the toilet and I had to walk on the landing, I just kept I just kept looking at the floor thinking, oh my God, there has literally been a dead body there. And I said to her, do you never think that? And she was like, no, I've never really thought about it. And I'm like, what the fuck? How have you never thought about it? I've only been in this house for three hours and I've genuinely thought about, I literally was looking at the floor thinking there has been a dead body exactly there because the hallway is like it's one of it's quite a small house so the hallway is literally like like if you laid on the floor it would pretty much be the size of a body so it's not like it could be a different part of it like you know exactly where that body would have been (laughs) i just couldn't i just could not stop thinking about it i was like i don't know how you live here i don't know what the disclosure laws are in this country because i know in certain states in america if you ask they have to tell you but only within the last three years if someone's Mm. died there and things like that I don't know what it is over here. I know that she didn't get told in an official capacity like that. I think she was talking to a neighbour. No. And it's like eventually something just ended up being said. And that was how she got told. But yeah, I'm just... I'm pretty sure my old man ghost... Oh, what happened to my voice? (coughs) He's haunting me currently. (laughs) I'm being possessed. I'm pretty sure that my old man ghost is just some old dude that lived here and died here. Yeah. I don't think I've spoken about my ghost on the podcast, have I? What with us not being a a paranormal podcast? We should do an episode about, like, ghost stuff. I'd never sleep again. Anyway, should we go back on track? (laughs) Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) I want to talk about the benefits of online relationships. What you think they are? I think... You get to know somebody a lot beforehand um, because you're not only like, obviously I've said multiple times with the online mm-hmm. dating, it, I don't want to be texting someone too much before because you get like a false mm-hmm. feeling. But if it's someone you're meeting on a social 
media site, especially back when we all met, like Twitter back then, it wasn't about appearing perfect. We were literally talking about the ins and outs of our lives mm-hmm. completely. You got to know somebody really well, not just from talking to them, but from what they were putting out, what they were saying to mm. other people, things they were sharing. You see their mm. lives. So you have a real understanding of that person and they also have a real understanding yeah. of you. And I think a lot of us well, all of us back then wouldn't just share the good. We were sharing the shittiest parts of our yeah. lives. So you really like knew somebody like mm. fully before you even sat down and had a drink with them. Um, I think that's a benefit because I think you know what you're getting yourself in for. And you already have this like deeper connection. You have that backstory. Yeah. Almost. Like when we met, I didn't have to be like, oh, so this is all the traumas that have happened to me in my life. Because you'd seen most of them because I'd already spoken about them. Yeah, it's almost like you find out. Uh... Like the deep hard shit first and yeah. then, and then yeah kind of, you've got like a shortcut yeah, and then when you meet up with them you just get like the fun it's almost like the complete opposite of yeah. dating isn't it like you, you've kind of put your worst yeah. forward and then when you actually meet up in person you're like you know all the bad shit about me so let's just get pissed and have fun <laughs> and it's like the exact opposite than what you would do on a date maybe i should try that on a date i've got a date on monday yeah. maybe i should do that just tell oh. them all the shit yeah just be like, so this is everything bad that's ever happened to me. I'm going to tell you this before we meet up because then we can just get pissed someday and it's fine. Yeah. Oh my God, imagine how long that WhatsApp message is. <laughs> Bullet point list. <laughs> 25 minute long fucking voice note. Yeah. I'll just send him a link to the podcast. Yeah. I also think what you said like carries that weight because like, like I kind of touched on before with Twitter, I really found that like a kind of online diary almost which takes all of the pressure off because I know for a fact that when I was writing that mad shit on Twitter I wasn't thinking about what people thought of me and trying to put my best foot forward and trying to tweet stuff that made people like me um which is weird it's probably the one social media platform I've used but I haven't been trying to impress people on I don't know if it's just because there are so many people on it it it's just so easy to feel like you're talking into the void and it's like your tweets will just so easily be missed and I don't know if yeah it's that. I mean same I would never say the stuff the same way I say it on mm. Twitter as I I wouldn't say that on Instagram. I'm exactly the same. And also as well, I think there are some friends that I've made on Twitter, like you said, that I might, they might not necessarily be real life friends in that I've met up with them, but certainly people that I've spoken to. And it's also like an easier way to find people that have got similar hobbies to you. Yeah. Because I remember when I was, well, yeah, when I was with my ex, I started because we used to go well, I say traveling, traveling's wrong. We used to go on loads and loads of holidays, mm-hmm. like as like whenever we could. So I started kind of doing like an Instagram photography account. And there was like girls that were also doing like Instagram photography accounts, like travel photography, that I kind of made friends with in like a little community on there. And I still talk to them now, even though I haven't used my photography account since we split up because of COVID happened, I couldn't fucking go anywhere. I was like, I'm not going to do a yeah. travel photography account of my bedroom for the next year um but yeah I still talk to them now so like in terms of that and like my cross stitch there are girls that I know that are also cross stitchers that are based in the UK and like we have a little cross stitch party on my Instagram account so yeah there's it's not just Twitter like there's Instagram people but I like that how easy it is to find people with similar hobbies and interests especially if they're a little bit niche it's literally just typing in a hashtag and then if there's like like that was what I did on my cross stitch account and if there was like a girl that had like loads of cross stitch photos or something that she did just message her mm. and be like I like your fucking cross stitches and she's like thanks I like your cross stitches and I'm like well, let's be best friends yeah I've made friends with loads of girls on Instagram definitely mm. I don't think uh, Twitter's dead like I'm saying that <laughs> as a fact like mm. 
no one's making friends on Twitter anymore unless you are looking to join like an anti-trans Nazi party, then sure, fill your boots. That's the place to be. But yeah, Instagram, I've made loads of connections with like other people in similar life positions as me. Like I've got a few friends Mm -hmm. who are also single mums who I know through there. We talk about the hell of dating and... Yeah. general co-parenting madness and mm-hmm. yeah i like it i like these people. i like it too and i do consider them friends even if i haven't met them oh yeah i've definitely got some people like that yeah cool well like both of us were kirsty isn't it yeah go cursed yeah um yeah and there are like loads of people like that and people who genuinely like i like their advice and like the, the qualities they bring to my life aren't any less because i've never met them in real life yeah same i completely agree with that yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like a nice thing to have. Yeah. Um, the perils of online relationships. Have you ever had a situation where you was like, oh my God, I love this person. Let's meet up and be besties. And then you've met up and been like, oh, you're actually a twat. And I don't want to be friends. Mm, no. Don't, not really. No. Apart from me. Yeah, obviously. No, I, ha- I haven't really. Like, I haven't like hung out with someone and been like, we got on really well online and now we're hanging out together. I'm like, oh, you're actually so annoying. Um, There's definitely people that I have met up with. I'm not really people that I would consider my friends. There's been like some, a couple of people that have been like, let's meet up for a drink. I think we get along really well. And I've been a bit like, okay. Like, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have suggested mm-hmm. it. Um, But I've done it and you've not vibed you were you were right with your initial thought like you weren't you're not going to be like close mates no and like a couple of them it's just been like one meet up and that's fine but then I find it awkward I did find it awkward afterwards because you kind of how do you kind of break that conversation when you're a very online person and the way you communicate mostly is online because you don't see each other in real life do you know what I mean you can't really be like oh sorry I, like, I didn't reply to your message I haven't looked at my phone when you're 24 7 tweeting about how heartbroken you are and you're just ignoring them like it's really when you've got an online relationship yeah. that you don't want to have it's hard when online is your only thing do you understand what I mean I don't know if I'm yeah. articulating myself very well I mean you're not but I know what you mean <laughs> yeah like on Bumble, if you don't want to talk to somebody anymore, don't talk to them. On WhatsApp, you can just be like, oh, sorry, I didn't look at my WhatsApps, but you can still be on Instagram and stuff. But then if it's someone on like Twitter and Instagram, yeah, you're like, I can't really ignore you because I've just put a story up. Yeah, but then I do that to like IRL yeah. friends all the time. It'd be like, I'm not messaging back, but I'm sharing fucking unhinged memes on Instagram still. Why is that? Is it, is it just because sometimes you don't have the capacity to speak to people? But you do yeah. have the capacity to just like whack stuff online that you don't have to think about. Yeah, that's 100% yeah. that. That's fair enough. Yeah. Sometimes I just can't be asked to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone does it. I do that too. Yeah. Sometimes having conversations is just fucking exhausting, isn't it? Oh my God. Like, truly. Did you hear that? What was it? <laughs> is he okay? <laughs> He's singing. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. That's very cute. <laughs> so I've got a question for you. Yes, please ask away. Have you ever, and would you ever, go on Bumble Best Friend and try it out? I haven't, and I'll tell you why. Go I on. can't keep up with the fucking friendships I've got. <laughs> <laughs> but, interestingly, when you were saying about it earlier, and you said 
that you know if all your friends are settled down and you've got like no one to go out with and stuff anymore I was like actually that's a really good point like I don't Mm. really have a go-to like should we go to the pub and have a couple pints friend yeah so actually maybe I would it's hard isn't it because like I mean we are friends like that but because we live so far apart yeah you need you need people down there like down where you live for it don't you because like online's fine but sometimes you do just literally want to have like a face-to-face with someone in the pub yeah until teleportation is invented and no one's got back to us on that plea um yeah yeah you're not much used to me when I just want to go and drink seven Mm. espresso martinis (laughs) don't I've still got PTSD from when you was down at mine and we had that jug of one outside my house I had the greatest potentially the best espresso martini I've ever had in my life what better than the ones that you make yes can't be it was good I refuse to believe it so it was you know that salted vodka I've got yeah it was with that but then they added a tiny like teaspoon of like salted caramel like coffee flavoring like what you put in a latte so it was like really salty and sweet but they still used a really bitter espresso in it oh my god it was fucking fit it was at um the beach house down the road where I went for a roast I will take you there next time you're here because honestly it'll make you jizz in your little pants chef's kiss Sounds like a date. Would you use Bumble BFF? Sorry, I derailed again. Uh, it's fine. Funnily enough, one of the many, many nights where I couldn't sleep and I was awake at like three o'clock in the morning, I think I looked at it. And what was funny about it is I was like, uh, so the the examples that I gave at the start of people that use it are, are what I were coming up for me, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, because people put in their bios like, oh, I've just moved to London and like I haven't got any friends, so looking for people to like go for brunch, blah, blah, blah. And then other people are like, I'm really into this. If anybody else is into it, like, let me know and we can go and do it together. Um, but I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> I'm straight. You've made this clear uh, I don't times. know why. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know why. I literally was swiping these girls based on how attractive they were. <laughs> and if they weren't pretty, if I didn't think they were pretty, even if like on paper they could have been my best friend in the whole world I was like no no and I literally it got to the point where I wasn't reading their bios I was just swiping based on their looks and I was like no I'm meant to be looking for a friend um so I didn't go back on it because I was like I'm literally just looking at pretty girls yeah that's the thing if I was using it because I'm used to using it as a bisexual woman so I get women come up yeah I think I would Mm still be thinking of it in a dating capacity and would I sit on her face rather than do I want to go to the pub and hang out with her because I was doing that and then I was like hang on what am I doing I don't want to to date any of these so why am I like yeah actually that one's got like she's really pretty yeah I'll do that yeah I'll do that like (laughs) it was just it was just so weird I was like oh I've done that all wrong so I'm just gonna pretend that I didn't do it and leave the app and not look at it anymore smart it was odd um yeah that's amazing. Yeah. Well, cool. That was that was all of my questions. Have you got any questions? No, I don't think so. I think I would say we probably do need to put a little bit of a disclaimer out. Like, don't just go and meet up with someone that you've spoken to twice and they don't have a profile picture and you know nothing about them on Twitter. Like, no, don't don't just be meeting people off the internet. Like, do it in a public place. No, all of the I'd... usual warnings. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I just want to put a disclaimer out there that, yeah, that guy with the football team profile picture on Twitter probably isn't going to be your, no. your best friend. No. But when I met up with Gav, like I've been talking to him for yeah. months and, 
you can tell the sort of profiles that are right. He was like, he was putting loads of pictures mm-hmm. up. I knew exactly what he looked like. I knew who all of his friends were. And when we met up, we met up in a bar in the middle of Piccadilly Circus. Like it was the busiest place on earth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, still be sensible about these things. Um, but in the same breath, it doesn't have, like we are examples mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be scary meeting up with a stranger on the internet. Like <laughs> as long as you're sensible about it and you are, you need to be pretty much a hundred percent confident that they need they say they are who they say yeah. they are. If you have any doubts, I would say don't meet them until you can say you're a hundred percent confident that the person that's gonna turn up is the person you know them to be. Yeah. But that's the same as but with yeah, dating I mean, it apps, isn't us. it? Like yeah. yeah. It worked for us and look, here we are, podcast later. Look at us go. Here to thought look it. Us go. No, not me. <laughs> How many times have we quoted that on this fucking podcast? And we quote it wrong. We quote it wrong every time, but we know what we're talking about. So that's all that matters. Why? What is the actual quote? I can't remember. I don't know. It is, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Yeah. Yeah. That's from that that Hot Wings YouTube show that I was talking about with someone else. And you're like, what the fuck's that? Oh, is it? That's what you sound like, by the way. Who the fuck's that? Thanks. That was uncanny. (laughs) It's going to be so confusing when I'm editing. I'll be like, whoa, she spoke twice. (laughs) Walsh through her voice all the way to Cornwall. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, good chat. Good chat. Um, Thanks for... Is this the final one? Yeah. Oh, that's the end. But yeah, thank you for listening. We've loved it. We hope you've loved it. Yeah, and please do keep following us on I'm Good Actually Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Join us over on Patreon because maybe we'll even be posting some bonus stuff there that you won't be able to get in your normal feeds. So if you're missing us, you can go over there and see our beautiful faces. Yeah, there will definitely be some bonus shit going up, even if it's like dumb video calls and well, that's... content from nights out and things I like mean, that. I mean, this entire <laughs> podcast is just a dumb video call. So yeah, it will definitely yeah, it's be that. very true. So, yeah, if you do miss us for the next... Oh, God, it's quite a long time, actually, isn't it? Like four months. I know. Yeah, so if you do miss us, you need to get on our Patreon because that's where you're going to get your weekly... Not weekly. It's where you're going to get your content. Yeah, don't promise anything. (laughs) Yeah, we're not promising anything. But But thank you for listening. We've loved it. We've loved you. And give us a shout if there's any topics you want to hear us cover in season three Mm -hmm. or any guests you would like us to get on Mm -hmm. because... If you will subscribe to Patreon, then we'll be able to afford an extra microphone and then we'll be able to get some actual guests on. Because we have a list and we have some people that are keen, but at the moment we don't have the equipment to do so. Yeah, we don't have the means to do it. And also just still talk to us as well. We like it when people message us on um, our Instagram and stuff and just have random conversations or send us stuff that they think we'd like. We do. So we're not actually going anywhere. We'll still be available on that. Very lonely people. Please be our friends. (laughs) Yeah, we are. This is how we're. This is our new way of trying to make online friends. Just like begging people at the end of our podcast to please talk to us. <laughs> and remember, if you've got any fit friends that you want to set us up with, we are always open to that. Yeah. So we are always open to that. Yeah. So yeah, thank you guys. Okay, and I guess for one last time this season, oh. love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye.